Hi everyone, welcome back to Hands-Free Studying for the MBE, brought to you by Brainscape. These upcoming questions are related to civil procedure, jurisdiction, and venue concepts. Let's get started. Question one, define subject matter jurisdiction. Subject matter jurisdiction is the power for the court to hear a particular dispute based upon the dispute's subject matter. Question two, what are the three types of subject matter jurisdiction? The first is federal question jurisdiction, the second is diversity jurisdiction, and the third is supplemental jurisdiction. Question three, define federal question jurisdiction. Federal question jurisdiction gives federal courts jurisdiction over all claims arising under the Constitution, federal laws, or treaties. And this is found in 28 U.S.C. 1331. Question four, what are the elements of federal question jurisdiction? The first, there's a federal question in dispute. And second, that question appears on the face of a well-pleaded complaint. Question five, what is the well-pleaded complaint rule? The well-pleaded complaint rule holds that a plaintiff must state that a defendant has already violated a federal law on the face of the complaint to qualify as federal question jurisdiction. Now note, the plaintiff cannot anticipate that the defendant will violate a federal question in the future. That violation must have already occurred to satisfy the well-pleaded complaint rule and qualify as federal question jurisdiction. Question six, what is diversity jurisdiction and when does it exist? Diversity jurisdiction is jurisdiction based on the party's citizenship, and it exists when, one, there is complete diversity between the parties, which means that no party is a citizen of the same state as the other party, and two, the amount in controversy is greater than $75,000, and this is from 28 U.S.C. section 1332. Question 7. How is citizenship for diversity jurisdiction determined for one, persons, and two, for corporations? Persons are considered citizens of the state in which they are domiciled, which is where they currently reside and intend to remain indefinitely. Now remember, only one domicile is allowed, meaning you can only be a citizen of one state at a time. Now for corporations, they're considered citizens of the state where the company is incorporated and or where they maintain their principal place of business. Now, unlike people, corporations can be citizens of two different states at the same time. Question eight, where is a corporation's principal place of business? A corporation's principal place of business is the place where the corporation's high-level officers direct, control, and coordinate the corporation's activities. In other words, the brain or nerve center of the company. Typically, this is the corporate headquarters, but it does not need to be. Question 9. 
True or false, in a suit between a party and a corporation, the party must be diverse from both the corporation's place of incorporation and its principal place of business to satisfy the requirements for diversity jurisdiction. True. Complete diversity between the place of incorporation and the principal place of business must exist to satisfy diversity. Question 10. An unincorporated association is a citizen of which state? An unincorporated association is a citizen of every state where its members are citizens. And that's the end of your 10 flashcard study round. To reach full mastery, remember to study in Brainscape. Our mobile and web app uses the latest in spaced repetition techniques, allowing you to optimize your study time and track your progress down to the finest detail. Of course, when you're driving, cooking, exercising, or otherwise unable to navigate the app, be sure to keep listening to the rest of this hands-free studying playlist. No matter what subject you're learning and what method you're studying it, Brainscape helps you rise to your challenge. Mm -hmm.